We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Eleven o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. One hour from now, we head out to Arrowhead. You'll hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid exclusively on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Of course, talking about the loss yesterday to Cincinnati and what is reality now if you're a Chiefs fan and if you're even a Chiefs player in that locker room, that there is one team that does own you in the NFL. It's not something that you probably ever thought you'd have to say when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, but it's a fact right now. It's the same scenario that the Chiefs have done to a lot of other teams where it's like the Chiefs own you, Baltimore. That was the case until Sunday Night Football a year ago. Cincinnati can talk all they want. Are they as good as the Chiefs? In your mind as a team, separate them. Just give me who you think is most likely to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl right now. Because shouldn't we say Cincinnati as quickly as we say the Chiefs were Buffalo? It is very similar to a year ago where beating Kansas City sprung the conversation towards the Bengals being a legit And they've now won contender. four games in a row again. All yeah, their losing is out of the way. Nobody believed in Cincy last year until they beat Kansas City. Then people, you know, eyes opened up a little wider, ears perked up, and said, oh, can we got to pay attention. Joe Burrow, this Jamar Chase is already a rookie of the year kind of guy. Everybody paid a little more attention. And I feel like this year they struggled early on. Major offensive line issues. Joe Burrow had the appendectomy. Guy threw four picks week one, I think it was, of the season. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, oh. And then we fast forward to December 5th now. And they've, as you said, Cody, won four in a row. Only one loss off of the best record in the AFC. They just beat Kansas City. They just got Jamar Chase back from injury. He wasn't even supposed to be fully 100% yesterday, and he still looked pretty damn good. Looked pretty close to 100%. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, they are right there in the conversation again. How can they not be? The, the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs have dominated it all year, conversation-wise. The Chiefs were Super Bowl favorites for the first time all year last week. That lasted for six days. The Bills are back to Super Bowl favorites. Cincinnati's still only 11-1, to by the way, to win the Super Bowl, so they're still not getting the same what conversation. What does that rank? Uh, fourth or fifth. That's the, wild the Chiefs, to me. The Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, and Cowboys are higher. The Niners were. The Niners, of course, fell back now with the Garoppolo. You injury. know what the thing is with the Bengals? I think they'll always be a bit of an enigma because there still has yet to be a point where you've said, okay, this is the best team in the NFL. The Bills have been there. The Chiefs have been there. Same thing with Joe Burrow. There still has yet to be a point in his career, and it's young, yeah. where we've said he's the best quarterback. And until you reach that level, I think it's tough for us to sort of process that that's the team that you should be most fearful of, even though they've beaten you three times. This is the best Joe Burrow's ever been, though. Joe Burrow is on pace to set a career high in yardage and touchdowns, a career low in interceptions. He has done half of this season without Jamar Chase. Like, you know, uh, I mean, so for all those stats he's getting ready to put up, he did it without his most elite weapon. He beat the Chiefs yesterday without Joe Mixon. It's not like they haven't been missing guys, too. He's been doing all of that. Like, this is the best Joe Burrow's ever been. He's actually gotten, you know, we talked about this with Josh Allen. Joe Burrow has not done it to the same degree. But Joe Burrow has played better 
every year he's been at the NFL consecutively. He was as worst as rookie year, then he got hurt. He then got even better in the year that he played his second year, and then even better in his he's been even better this year. It's weird because you asked the question of like, do who I think is the better team? I think we all know head to head, Cincinnati has the Chiefs number to say the least. Three and oh, they're the Chiefs kryptonite right now. But in a weird way, I still think who's more likely if they're not playing Kansas City? Does that make sense? Like Buffalo to me could absolutely beat Cincinnati. They play each other, as a matter of fact. At yeah, we'll get the, we'll actually get a preview of that in a couple at, weeks, at which is incredible. Season, I guess what I'm saying is you asked me who the better team is. Head to head, it's Cincinnati. They've beat you three straight times. It's Cincinnati. Do I think though in the entire AFC picture, Cincinnati's better? Does that make sense? No. Like head to head, like who would I rather not play in the playoffs right now? There's no there's Cincinnati. no there's the only answer of who do you not want to see in the playoffs if you're a Chiefs fan is Cincinnati. Duh. But if you're Buffalo, I don't think their answer is Cincinnati. Their answer is Kansas City. You know, so like I, I think outside of KC, Cincinnati is is probably not viewed still as the best team. But, but in Kansas City, in Kansas City, I should look at and say Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they're our problem. They're our biggest obstacle. If we want to get to a Super Bowl, that's the team we're going to have to find a way to beat for the first time in this Mahomes era. I think that's what sucks about it. It's that they have not found the way to just get by them because we had this conversation. So it's only fair to have it the other way. Last year in the regular season, before they play Buffalo and before they play the Ravens, we said this is their last chance to not get it in their head Mm -hmm. that they can't beat the Chiefs, that they're incapable of beating the Chiefs, that they're going to lose to the Chiefs all the time. Now, Buffalo's one playoff game away from that existing from just a strictly playoff perspective from Kansas City because they've lost both an AFC title game and an incredible divisional round game against Kansas City. But if the Chiefs are to lose to Cincinnati again in the playoffs, then it's buried. Wow, yeah. They don't just <laughs> own you. They they own you in a completely different facet. Like they they are on top of you and you have no signs of getting out. You're going to have to start building your offseason around beating them. You're going to have to start doing things that teams do to you. Like you're going to have to start being like, yeah. "All right, where are the ways in which specifically they beat us and how are we going to go about specifically beating them?" Not being a best team in the AFC, how do we go about beating them? You're going to have to focus your life on it. That's no way to live. That's what's happening in the Cincinnati matchup right now. We're coming in for the third straight time against Cincinnati in the same calendar year, talking about another three-point loss where a last-minute effort from offense and defense just weren't enough from Kansas City, and they fell short. Chiefs are 1-5 against Cincinnati and the Bills in the last 15 months. That's a fact. Are you guys afraid? That's, that is that is crazy to think about. Are you fearful of the Chiefs playing the Bengals again? I think you absolutely, you, you absolutely should. Yes. Absolutely should. And I know. Like, I, would, I, I told you, I'd rather face Buffalo in Buffalo than Cincinnati at home at this point in the playoffs. They're the only team that has not lost to Mahomes. It's that simple. And 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 they beat you also in Arrowhead, too. So let's, it's not just a couple oh, different ways. They beat you in Arrowhead in the, in, in the AFC title game. So I, I, I think absolutely it's, it's a team you should be fearful of as a as a fan. Now, in that locker room, no Chiefs player is going to say they're fearful, nor should they be. You can't have that mindset or you're already lost. Like, you're screwed if that's the case. But, like, I, I think this conversation is interesting. I've seen it a couple times on our text line. I saw it last night on, on social media. I got a few tweets, 913-586-7610. Uh, someone says, uh, it's hard for me that they, they own us, but did you see the anger and fire they sparked within our team? Everyone's going to be laser focused. 
Um, okay, well, they were, was, and they lost. That, that, that's exactly right, Cody. Exactly. That's what I'm They're saying. They're already like, laser. They I, beat them in the AFC it, Championship it, game in Arrowhead. It, exactly. The focus was strong enough. Exactly. So that's why, problem? like, you know, Mahomes, there was, I, I sent out the screenshot because Mahomes liked the the quote. There's the quote from Mike Hilton right after the game, and I, I sent this out because I'm like, oh, Mahomes clearly is, pay, you know, he liked the tweet. He didn't retweet it, but he liked the tweet of the quote. Which means he's paying attention. Which means yeah. he's paying attention. And, again, the, the quote from the corner uh, for, for Cincinnati – this was the context of it. And it was that quote. They did a lot of talking. This is Mike Hilton. They did a lot of talking all week, but we're three and zero in the same year against them. I got a lot I can say, but three and zero in the same calendar year tells the story. We'll probably see them again in the playoffs. They know they got to play us. Mahomes likes to tweet. And, and, and there and was a can, sign and, hanging outside the he, Bengals locker room. that said, they got to play us. Right. And they should, they, this is what they get to do because they're three and oh, and this is, this is the mindset they should have in Cincinnati. And they still play and their Mah- best and, game against Cincinnati. And, Cincinnati gets them out of their game. And Mahomes liking the tweet. Like, yeah, that, that should motivate them and all that. No doubt about that. But if your take is that, look, well, now they're, now they're going to really be locked. You're right, Cody. They lost. They beat you in the AFC title game on your turf. You had a double-digit lead. They prevented you from going to the Super Bowl. They called you tuna in a can. They, they had plenty of so the so I, many reasons. The idea that, oh, well, now they have our attention. I call BS on that. They should have, and they did already have the Chiefs' attention. So I'm not telling you the Chiefs can't beat them in the playoffs, but that remains to be seen, of course. They have to prove that because right now it, it's been, been that you can't beat them. But the notion that suddenly Mahomes and Justin Reed and Travis Kelsey now want to beat them more than ever, and they're locked in, and now you've got our attention. That's a bunch of crap. That that was already happening heading into other, yesterday's game. Other than maybe the Tennessee Titans, they do a better job of getting Kansas City out of their game. Like, offensively, right? You would say, God, did they play bad offensively? They what, only what punted. What grade would you give them offensively? They only punted once. So they get dinged on the grade because the Kelsey fumbled. That's the other time well, they that they gave had, the ball away. They only had one possession in they the, only, in the in They the weren't given quarter. the ball because the defense couldn't get off the field. They played like a good B game. They were fine. They moved the ball. They got plenty of yards per play. They ran it well. Kelsey was a little less involved, so it's not like an A effort. They didn't score 30, so it's not an A effort. But they were like a they had a perfectly fine, honestly. They had a perfectly fine offensive game, but they were just off enough, right? Yeah. Kelsey just fumbling off enough. Kelsey fumbling in the missed field goal is the difference between you having thirty-four points and twenty-four. Yes, and you, and, and that's it. When you, it's not like they weren't moving the ball against Cincinnati because that's what they said. The Chiefs offensively, they're like Mahomes had said, "We saw what they did. We've learned. We've learned from how they played us defensively in that game, and we can do better against them." And he wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. They, um, Nick, you gave this stat to me yesterday. They lead the league in NFL in yards per play. They had the same number of yards per play yesterday. Six and a half. They moved the ball with similar effectiveness. It's not, that wasn't the issue. They made big fourth down plays. They made, like, they did fine. But it's just, they don't play their best game against Cincinnati. And what they will have to figure out very quick is you have to. You have to give an A performance across the board to beat this team. And they keep showing up giving C's. They keep showing up having bad defensive performance. Their worst defensive performances every year is against Cincinnati. And look, that might That's come down to simple- sense. I mean, like, yeah, well, as much they as- have more offensive talent than anyone well, else. And the Chiefs last do. year were yeah. old and not talented. And this year are talented, but young. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like, you're right. that The Chiefs have to play their their A game and all that, I guess. That's where I'm like, since that that's where Cincinnati gets all the credit in the world. It's not like that I think the Chiefs aren't up for the game against Cincinnati. Just because sometimes your defense has 
one of their worst performances of the season, statistically, doesn't mean that they weren't ready for the game. It just means that that team's flat out better than you in certain areas. They have like, more talent than you do. That's what's happening. Like, I don't think that the Chiefs defense wasn't up for the up for the challenge. They, in their mind, they were ready for the game. I, uh, just because yeah. you're getting your ass kicked doesn't always mean that you're not ready for the game. It just means that you're getting your ass kicked sometimes. This team is better than you. And in that matchup, in that head-to-head matchup, Cincinnati is better than you. Do I think Cincinnati head-to-head is his great matchup against Buffalo? No, I think Buffalo probably going to beat Cincinnati. As a matter of fact, like that's, I what, that, that's what's weird. Well, yeah, we you can get the, the playoff seating thing lines up in a way where you don't have to face Cincinnati in the divisional round, but it's almost impossible unless Baltimore wins that division. You need Baltimore from, to win that division from the nine one three. Can't believe you guys are buying into that. The refs took away a sack. The refs took away an interception. You want to talk about how bad the defense Hold on, the Star Wars sack. That's uh, technically a penalty. I don't think it yeah. should be, but it is. I can't get away that with the interception. You're right. Yeah. That wasn't that was a hold. It was, was a, a bad call. DPI, but if your takeaway today is that the refs cost the Chiefs a game. I'm sorry. They had a lead long after those plays. The the refs early on in that game absolutely were a factor. It was a terrible defensive pass interference call. Nobody is disputing that. But if you think that that is the sole reason why the Chiefs lost this football game, then I I, honestly, then it's like, then we're just going to blame the refs for everything if that's the case because and never take any responsibility for your own team's performance. You know what? We should just blame the refs for everything. It's easier (laughs) that way. Oh, it is easier easier. to cope. Well, it's the easy thing to go to. And look, I'm not telling you that the refs in the first quarter were dreadful. Um, but that's not the reason why the Chiefs lost the game. They're that's the easy, game. I get it, fan is short for a fanatic. I get it, we've talked about this all the time. What's infuriating is that you're probably right, it was a B game from the Chiefs' offense. What's got to be frustrating is knowing that that offense, which so often gives you A-plus performances, can't afford to give you anything less because the defense can't answer the call. And you're right. Not against Cincy. That is the most, maybe the, probably the most talented team in the AFC, if not the NFL, just in terms of weapons. But they had Samaje P. Ryan in at running back who had 100 yards. Yeah. He had the most rushing yards that he has had since week 11 of his rookie year, which was in 2017. They didn't even have Joe Mixon, and it didn't matter. You couldn't bring him down. That's what's got to be infuriating is what's it going to look like when they get better, when Jamar Chase is at 100%, when Joe Mixon is back in the mix? That is sort of scary. Yeah, that so that that doesn't concern me as much because like at some point there is only so many yards to go around. Like you know, like Samaje Pirine had Pirine had over 100 yards. I don't think that when Mixon comes back, they're both going to have over 100 yards. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 to me doesn't no, scare but he me could as be much. More like, explosive plays on the ground game. Yeah, maybe maybe so. Like maybe so. I would I would argue then like well the Chiefs might have their best left guard back in the game, and does that help them on the one play that they needed to not get a sack? Like I, I we I'm not as that. Or they could have a fully healthy McCall Hardman. Cincinnati so they have an extra is who Cincinnati weapon. is. I'm not as concerned. Like man, wait till they get Mixon back. I, I'm just not like I. At some My point, bigger problem like, is they still can't guard Jamar Chase because no one can because yeah. he's a freak of nature. And then there was a stretch of plays where T Higgins got you. You know, gold. Let me ask you this: Did you consider on Friday when we were going over the different scenarios that could play out? Yeah. Had you considered the idea that for the second straight game, Joe Burrow would win the quarterback battle versus Mahomes? Because we talked a lot about Jamar Chase. What's he gonna do? Things like that. Like yeah, because the, the the AFC title game. And answer your question: No. Uh, in the AFC title game, we if you just like we know the second half was dreadful for Mahomes, but like it wasn't like Joe Burrow had 375 yards no. and four touchdowns. He was nearly but, flawless last but, night. Yeah, Burrow was unfazed. And it's unfazed, be, give him a ton of credit, of course, but also, that t- you know, you're going up against a team that doesn't sack you, doesn't bring you down. You 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 can you can be poised in the pocket. They they have no ability to sack you, Joe Burrow. It's not possible. That's true. The guy had been sacked, 30, he'd been sacked yeah. 33 times heading into that game. 
Unbelievable. Hey, we'll get we'll get to uh, some more Chiefs football here in the Chiefs Red Half Hour, but let's get to the Chiefs. Let's get to the trash of the day. Real quick. Trash of the day. We'll get right back into it. And again, Andy Reid coming up at noon today. Trash of the day has to do with something going on in Georgia. And you guys have probably seen over the last couple of years in particular, there's always been these like funny stories where uh, a local law enforcement agency or sheriff's office, right, will you know, put a, a Facebook post up about, you know, bring your drugs to us kind of thing. Sure. Or in this case, like most wanted fugitives or whatever it may be. And sometimes they get people to bring them the drugs. And it's obviously. Wait a minute. Uh, that works. It, it has happened. People yeah. are very people are, stupid. People aren't very smart. <laughs> yeah. So a Georgia fugitive uh, saw a post on Facebook and the Facebook post was from Rockdale County Sheriff's Office. Most wanted list. The sheriff's office posted this for November earlier this week. And a gentleman by the name of Christopher responded and said, how about me? The department replied, said, you are correct. You have two warrants. We're on the way. <laughs> and Wait, they arrested they, him? They put that on Facebook like, we're on the way? Yeah, they oh, later my God. Just, I liked it sitting there. We're on the way. They later reshared a screenshot of the exchange along with his arrest photo writing, quote, we appreciate you for your assistance in your capture. So they put this Facebook post up. This idiot responds and says, "How come I'm not on your most wanted list?" They're like, "You know what? You're right. You know, if We're you're going to be if you. you're going to be a big time criminal, what's the point if they're not going to come after you? You know what I mean? <laughs> they're not respecting your oh, ability to break man. the law. Do you think he got Do you think he got some leniency because no, he came he forward? Has- no. They're like, hey, you know what? Since you came forward, we're going to do you solid. No, he still had what two were the awards for. Uh, that I don't know. Uh, let's see if it says anywhere. Uh, it just says they just said that the, the, he wasn't on the list because it's based on the severity of charges. So his wasn't severe enough to be on the top ten. But list. severe enough for them to send a sheriff over to his. Well, they're like, oh yeah, we have been looking like enough to. Where oh, good had, point. You do he, have a couple of warrants. Let's go get you. Warrants, but they weren't obviously actively like really going after the guy per se. And uh, the same way, like Antonio Brown technically has an arrest warrant for him right now in Tampa for the last week and a half. They still haven't arrested him just because like we're not. It's not a violent offense, so we're just gonna we get you, we get you kind of thing. Eventually, we'll he get doesn't you. strike Traffic me stop as the type of guy who's gonna turn himself in. No. Antonio Brown? Yeah, that whole thing's a mess. You mean by that whole thing, do you mean his life? Yes. His life, (laughs) his mental health, all of it is a mess. Yes. Unfortunately. He's really getting to fly under the radar because of Kanye, though. Just really, like, gets to slide under there because of that, pretty much. Now would be a good time to be an unhinged celebrity. Because you can't be the most unhinged celebrity because that title... Firmly with so, one Cody, guy. do you have anything that you want to get off your chest? <laughs> no, I'm good. Really, just let it fly, man. Nobody this will be care. Te- nope, the Heisman won't even know you've broken your NDA. Surely something will come out later today. So I you can just tell us who broken won. My I'm going to email the Heisman Trust. I'm going to email them and ask permission. To what? And tell them Nick's really wanted to share it. He's given us hints all day long about his ballot. Uh, we need we need you guys to allow him to give out his ballot. And, and then I just want to see what happens. And I said, hey, look, if you guys are concerned that Nick already gave us hints, like that might be a breach. We've got a guy at our station that will easily replace Nick I haven't Short. given any hints, uh, though. Jay Binkley would love to have the, have the Heisman Jay vote. Binkley wants to vote for Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett might end up for third, Heisman? Might end up third or fourth in the Heisman. He wants him to vote. He wants to vote him first. Well, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he gave us his ballot thing on Friday, and he said he didn't think he should win it. He said third, right? He know, he said he wouldn't give Caleb Williams the vote because he lost to Utah. Okay, twice. so now let's do some deductive reads. So he well, thinks Duggan. Duggan's won, and then yeah. I mean, I, I think he hate, thinks I don't. I don't think it's like a completely insane take to for someone to vote Duggan won. I don't either. But I, I think either. Williams. Bennett is. He has tw- Bennett, but his not, stats not are nowhere Duggan. near those of the other quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay, he's on the best team. Surrounded by the best talent. They're like 20 touchdowns this year. 
Not exactly Joe Burrow type LSU 2019 numbers. No. <laughs> Joe Burrow had maybe the single greatest quarterback season in college football history. His and year. Cam Newton. Yeah. So Jeez. slightly different levels of quarterback play. Okay. Well, note to self that if you have any outstanding warrants, do not reply to the Facebook. Well, page. again, I don't <laughs> think that that's necessarily true. If you are a criminal, then you should be persecuted. So prosecuted. One of the other things, actually. Yeah. So, actually, I do think this guy did the right thing. Oh. Don't you? Do you want criminals on the street? No, but he wasn't even intentionally trying to turn himself in. He was just that much of an idiot that he was upset oh, that you know he wasn't what? getting the notoriety on their top ten I think, I mean, I think all it takes criminals, a lot to get on the top All criminals list. should turn themselves in. Let's clean the streets the up. Is, there, there's always a story, like, once or twice a year where, it, uh, like, a, a local yeah, law enforcement agency's Facebook page, they'll post either the most, most wanted like this or, like, hey, we're offering a drug buyback program, but not, like, the not the prescription drug buy, buyback stuff, but, like, as in weed I don't and actually think I should be in trouble. Like, and, if I just uh, happened to stumble across on the street like a brick of cocaine and I was generously bringing it into them, well, they should not diff- put me in trouble. Well, that's not the same thing at all. Because that, if you like, stumble, should, by the way, let's just go ahead and let's back up here for a second. You're going to be walking down the street, a brick of and, cocaine. and there's just going to be a brick of cocaine on the sidewalk. By the way, I'm you. also not going to touch that. Yeah, you're, you're not this picking is a problem. it up. Yeah, you would probably just keep walking, would you not? Or would you Would you call the cops and be like, My brother once found a gun a in the middle of the street, and it turned s- out it was a cop who had dropped it. Oh, jeez. Like, we're just in the middle of his neighbor's street. He's like, well, that's a gun, so I guess I should call a cop. He's like, hey, there's a, there's a gun in the middle of the road. It was just like a cop had dropped it off his holster. Like, didn't you notice? You're an officer. Have you ever fired a gun, Cody? Uh, nope. My whole life. Wow. Gold? Yes. Oh, yeah. I knew you had. I can just picture, I can picture yeah. you with like yeah, a double looked, barrel 12 I, gauge. Because that definitely fits my <laughs> that definitely fits my vibe. No, I have uh, actually a couple of times. Yeah. I did a uh, like, uh, what do you call those? poker race or whatever like we did where we went and when i was when i was working in wichita where you would drive to a couple different shooting ranges and there's like a they called a poker race and you try to get the best hand based off of the target you shot was a poker like a queen oh, or an okay. ace or yeah, seven yeah. and so you try to have the best hand at the end of the day uh, obviously i did not as someone had never shot a gun before yeah. so it was terrible but yeah so I, i've i've done that that was like 10 years ago we need to change that cody i don't think we need cody to get needs- a firearm in front of you why i don't know Make a good his, content. Make good foot, content. I think that's a terrible idea. With his foot issues, he could be trying to be stable. All of a sudden, the foot, foot, gives, foot, foot gives out on you, and then you cause a major problem. I'm sure there are safety <laughs> well, things I'll be behind. Place. I will definitely be behind you and far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both I'm, of those things? I'm sure there's some listeners, Cody, that would gladly help you out. Take me to, I, I think I'd prefer a range. Yeah, like, maybe someone know, knows. Some safety goggles. As opposed to what? I don't know, like a big field. Well, no, there's some, yeah, like I, so. You know, like some friends, I have friends to do that. Yeah, yeah some they, land. I'm not. That seems too no, risky. No, I want a lot of safety restrictions can, involved with you. Some land as many can, as possible, yeah. really. Some land and, you know, you got some targets out there or whatever. Or what are the clay let's things? Let's go, yeah, let's go shoot skeet. Yeah. Oh. We'll shoot clay, some skeet, yeah. yeah. Clay pigeons? Mm-hmm. I guess hit us up on the text line <laughs> if you have access to that. We'll make that a Cody Dude, Gold garage items ha- next year. Anybody has access skeet to that. shooting with. I feel like this skeet has. shooting with this, the show. This has, like, Dick Cheney accident written all over it here. I, I don't know, man. Dude, uh, don't get political. <laughs> I think that one I'm safe on. I think I think that one I'm I'm pretty safe on. You all can't right. say Dick Cheney and not get political. It's <laughs> just not possible. I, I feel like that one we're safe on, at least. All right, coming up next, we get right back into the Chiefs and the Chiefs red half hour and something the defense did plenty of last week. And, of course, they didn't back it up. 
listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday at 1 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour here on Cody and Gold. It's brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Coming up in a half hour, you'll hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid following the loss to Cincinnati, and the only place you can hear from Coach Reid on a Monday is right here on 610 Sports Radio. A reminder, real quick, though, we have our Cody and Gold Toy Drive, our second annual Cody and Gold Toy Drive coming up next Tuesday. That's the 13th uh, over at Jefferson's in North Kansas City. We had a ton of fun with this last year. We appreciate everybody's support. We're trying to to obviously help out some families and some kids here in the Kansas City area with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. We're asking you guys to come hang out, have some food, have some drinks uh, from 4 to to 6 o'clock and bring a new unwrapped toy uh, for those in need this holiday season. So, and I think the the Santa costume we were talking back. The only thing we mentioned in the promo, and it's true, uh, you've lost some weight since then. So, uh, let's get a pillow. Uh, <laughs> well, like getting a new one. Well, okay, so it's gonna be oversized. That could work, but we did that last year, and you saw the results. It, it didn't not, look yeah. right. So, would you be open to maybe packing a few lbs on here? What, in the next like week? in the next. 10, like, one week? Eight Not that days? hard to get no, weight, man. Nick, you're right. Let's go ahead and erase the, the board that we saw <laughs> over here. And let's We're actually, I'm looking to gain let's weight. Let's go up. Let's see, let's see if, if you can catch someone's weight. This is the easiest place to get a photo with Santa in the city. Don't take your kid down to Crown Center or one of these <laughs> other places. going to be crowded. Mm-hmm. A million people. No, 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 no. Just show up with one toy for the Boys and Girls Club, and you can get your photo with Santa. I can't guarantee you which Santa, because last year, remember, we drew for it? Yeah. And then you got to choose your time slot. I think Nick chose to be the very first Santa, which mm-hmm. was the least busy time. Mm-hmm. You were middle Santa, middle. Uh-huh. and I was dead last. You were. It was a very busy Santa time to be dead last. Yeah. We'll draw again for it. But you did, you did well. You came through. I, I thought I was an effective was a, Santa. You did a good job. So... Cody and Gold, Gold Toy Drive. We should have all up, kept uh, the beards for it. Well, I'm glad you shaved yours. We all are. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's straight in the video stream is working. Everyone's happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's coming up next week at Jefferson's in North Kansas City. Uh, th- this Chiefs defense, to say the least, uh, had its opportunities, despite even the fumble from Kelsey, had its opportunities to win this game for this football team. And in, in fairness, throughout the season, they have actually won some games for the Chiefs when the offense would struggled. In this game in particular, though, and against Cincinnati in particular, it has been a consistent issue for them, even when they have the play schemed up properly to make that key play, whether it's a tackle of Jamar Chase with four guys around him, whether it is the last play of the game, essentially, which was Mike Dana right there in Joe Burrow's face. They just cannot sack the guy whatsoever. 
And the sad reality is when you talk a lot of crap during the week, and this is why Andy Reid uh, was not happy with Justin Reid on Friday at his press conference, then you, you got to back it up. You can't – it's one thing to lose a game when you talk trash, Cody. It is another, though, if you're Justin Reid and you also had one of your worst performances individually of the season, I would argue, in that game as well. And you were the guy that started talking. I would say uh, not. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, you can't get away with it anymore, man. Back in. Can't get away with it because now you're live streaming and people see you talking into a microphone that's not making any noise. The, yeah, they fine. Did we fix the audio problem so we're good? Yeah, Everyone can hear it now? Don't try to change the subject. <laughs> okay. Diversion there. So, yeah, that's what about is. And we do a lot of that on this show. <laughs> it was his worst performance of the season. Like, he, didn't, he played bad. Not just he played bad. He was the deep safety on the game-winning 3rd and 11 play. You know where he was? Nowhere near the play. He was at the 10-yard line. And they were blitzing, so he must have known the ball was going to have to get out somewhat quick. I understand that his job on that play very well could end up being and could have been that he wasn't supposed to be right where Higgins was standing. But it wasn't a good look considering the fact that he'd gotten run over already three different times that he was out of position a couple times. Like, they just, they blew coverages multiple times. Part of the safety's job, what we used to attribute to guys like Tyron Matthew, is making sure big things don't get screwed up. And there were a couple of just absolutely blown coverages. Tyler Boyd's drop, that was, that was the most blown Ooh. coverage of blown coverages ever. He's standing by himself. Yeah. Now I know it's a pick play, and maybe yeah. they got away with one a little bit there. I think so. But it doesn't matter. He's standing all by himself, and this seemingly happens a lot against Cincinnati. But they talk too much to play this poorly. It's hard because we have, on multiple times this year, credited the defense for coming up with big-time plays Mm -hmm. and helping them win games when they needed the help winning the game. So I don't want to say that they have no way of doing that or it's impossible. Yeah, no, they they have done it. But it's always against Cincinnati, man, and I feel like it comes down to a very simple thing. They are too – last year they were too old and not talented enough, and this year they're too young to overcome the amount of talent Cincinnati has. That's what it really comes down for me. It's hard, man. Joshua Williams trying to guard Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, whoever, on the final plays of the game, that's asking a lot of a player who's drafted in the fourth round of the draft this year. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it, it, the reason why it's it, it, the magnitude of it uh, is greater because it's the 3-0 and uh, record against Kansas City. Now, this particular defense, these young guys, for them, it, Cincinnati's just 1-0 against them, and it's a regular season it's a regular season loss. Uh, so you're you're saying that, like, hey, just this is a group understanding how young they are, that mistakes are gonna, going to happen. And I, I'm with you. I think just this one was one that, of course, everybody wanted, <laughs> everybody wanted badly because of what had happened in the AFC title game. And for some of the defensive issues that we had just seen in even the AFC title game and the regular season a year ago to come up again with a group that we all think, and I still think, is much better than they were a season ago as a defensive unit. I still would put up this year's defensive unit. I feel unit, better about their chances um, than, to be a good unit by yeah. the end, by the time this all shakes out. And I know it sounds weird to say today, considering what happened yesterday, I still think this is a better defensive team than they were a season ago. I, re- I still believe so, that to be the case. But the problem is, uh, if you're going to talk the kind of crap that, that Justin Reed was doing, you, can, you, you, can't, you can't have that kind of effort. And like, we knew Andy Reed didn't like it either, Cody. I know you weren't here on Friday, but this is what Andy Reed had to say. Uh, leading into the game about Justin Reed's comments. Yeah, I'm not real big on that. Um, he's new to our team, so he he's aware of it now, for sure. 
he wasn't before. Yeah, that was a, clearly a sign. Andy Reid wasn't it wasn't a fan of that. Even Joe Burrow, though, then after the game, uh, responding to Justin Reed's comments and what we all kind of said at the time, which was like Justin Reed just sounded like pretty confused about who the hell he was talking about to begin with. I mean, I would I honestly didn't really care. I would have cared a lot more if he knew what he was talking about. Um, maybe he just hadn't been in the in the scouting report yet. I don't know. It is what it is. Yikes. That's, that's, they picked, that's what you can do, man, after you win. on the safeties in that game. So you do know, you think that was an example of Justin Reed, like, trying to sort of endear himself to a bunch of guys who were in these games last year? He wasn't. So he's like, I'm going to uh, – these guys are pissed. I'm going to join – I'm going to get in on it. And then he just way uh, overstepped his bounds. I Probably. Just, I just think he was asked a question about a particular opponent and probably in his prior stops you were able to – talk about shutting somebody down or whatever. And that's just not how the chiefs usually operate publicly, as you could tell from Andy Reed's comment. And like, I, I think overall, not just talking about Justin Reed, but the, the young secondary Cody, you highlighted this kind of how young they are. What did we say from the beginning of the season? Like no matter what, this was even before we knew how good potentially a guy like Jalen Watson could be, how good we thought you know, uh, any, anybody could have been in this young McDuffie, secondary. Williams, they what, use all three. What of them. was the one thing we said though? So much of their success is going to be predicated on what? Getting to the quarterback, getting sacks. What's something they've done a good job of until yesterday, for the most getting part? Getting sacks. Sixth in the league in sacks. Why does the secondary look good? Yes, give them credit. They've got some talent back there. But also, the defensive line has allowed them to kind of grow throughout the season because they've gotten pressure. We all know the two are very much a correlation and one, one, uh, one, one of the same. So then I look at yesterday, and it was the worst game the Chiefs have had in terms of getting to the quarterback and getting sacks. And then we look and, well, it was a rougher day for the secondary. And then add in the fact that it's Cincinnati with ridiculous one, two, three wide receiver punch. So it was this, this, this perfect storm defensively uh, coming your way from the, the Bengals offense. And if you, if I, if I would have told you all that, you would have said, Oh yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a defense. That can you know really- what it's, it's like, I wish this was week like seven. Cause I could be like, all right, really good learning experience for the young secondary of what it's going to take to go up against one of the most talented offenses in the NFL. You're going to be better for it. But I think realistically here is we saw that against Buffalo and they got beat pretty bad. I mean, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis put up huge numbers against least, this young at, secondary. At least in that game, you had your, you had you didn't have McDuffie and you yeah. didn't have uh, uh, there was another one, uh, Fenton at that, that Fenton. time. He was still on the roster. And so, and then you get to Cincinnati and they hold Jamar Chase, their best pass catcher. Nobody gets a hundred yards for them. It's I don't think they just got. I don't think the secondary just got torched all game. I thought considering the weapons, they kind of held up okay. So maybe it is as simple yeah, goal as the next time did. these two teams, the next time In these particular. two teams play, I know Joshua Williams had already sent out a tweet that said, this one's on me. got to be yeah, better. I actually whatever. thought McDuffie, we can get into that later in the week. I actually thought McDuffie, whenever they did match him up with Jamar Chase was effective. He only gave up three catches, I think. Yeah. And so I, but it's the same thing. It's if they don't get pressure with Chris Jones, mm-hmm. you should just go ahead and write off the defense for the day. Like yeah, they're done, we're no. done here today. It was fun while it lasted, but if Chris Jones doesn't get pressure, then we're out. Time to score. Chris Jones isn't going to get the pressure for this team. No one's going to get the pressure for this team. He had his worst game of the season. He was consistently double and triple teamed. That's not to excuse it because sometimes you just have to beat those when you're that caliber player. 
But nobody else picked up the slack for him. They weren't able to get a sack against one of the worst units in the NFL until the bitter end of that damn game. Yeah, by the way, three targets, one catch allowed for McDuffie against Jamar Chase. So even better, only gave up eight yards to Jamar Chase and McDuffie when he was matched up. As far as Chris Jones, I think that was the plan for Cincinnati, right? We, we don't believe that George Karloftis, we don't believe that Frank Clark, Mike Dana, and those guys are going to be able, even, even though the, the struggle for the Bengals their tackles, we talk about the, the struggles in Kansas City with the left and right tackle. That had been the weak spot for the Cincinnati's offensive line. Their left and their right tackle been a liability for them at times. And they said, you know what? We know Chris Jones is this special of a player. We're not concerned about the other guys. We're not. So we're going to dare. We're, we're going to go ahead and, and, and take care of Chris Jones. We're going to dare those guys to win their one-on-one matchups against our, our, ta- our tackles. And, and they did. And that, that was the problem. Yeah, I mean, they, they took Chris Jones out of the game. And a lot of times when teams try that, Cody, this season, other guys have stepped up. You've, you know, you have seen the Mike Dana come up with a big play. You, you, you have seen George Karloftis at least get pressured. But then, to me, in those games, Chris it, Jones is still getting pressure. He's just not getting a sack. Like, he wasn't getting – it was a rare sight. This was the worst game of the season for Chris Jones. He wasn't getting pressure. Even when it's like, hey, Chris Jones not coming through, coming through, it's like the fan stuff where they're like, where's Chris Jones? I'm like, what do you mean? All over the quarterback – He's just being asked to do it all by himself, and he's doing a decent job of it. For the first time all year, I didn't think Chris Jones had a good game. Like, I just didn't feel like he got consistent pressure or had a consistent impact on Well, the we got to wait for the PFF grades to come out before <laughs> we can make an official ruling on that. Are those lo- not out yet? Aren't they normally out by this uh, time? I don't know. I just I haven't checked them. I don't have a subscription either. But one thing that's getting lost <laughs> here, guys, one thing that we're really losing sight of. Oh, boy. I can't wait for this. Georgie, Porgy, pudding, okay. pie. Because he got a free George, sack? Furious George got a free sack. Yeah. You call it a free sack, I call it a sack, you know? Hmm. You put whatever adjective you want on it, counts all the same. And this guy's trending upward. G triple P. He's up to two and a half sacks now, which yes. means he's on pace for three and a half or something on the year, probably. What's your theory on what happened there with Mike Dana on that third down? I think conversion? he got afraid he was going to get I called for so. roughing the pass. Right? So I think if Convinced. you watched, I watched that play probably a dozen times last he night. I think he lost. I think he got through the line, didn't realize how quickly he was going to get through, and then sort of didn't realize where he was in position, in like proximity to Burrow. I think he looked around and thought Burrow was going to be, he'd already passed him. Yeah. You know, I think he just for a split second so you think that lost he, his he, place on the field and then had to turn around to get Burrow. He won his battle against the right tackle so quickly that he was almost so stunned. dominant. So, he was so, confused. He, he was needs so to stunned. take longer <laughs> to rush the quarterback I, next time. I, that was mind boggling, but I. I think, Cody, you're probably right to a certain extent where we know how they call roughing the passer penalties. We saw the roughing the passer penalty earlier in the game go against Stallworth. We obviously have seen it a couple times this season go against the Chiefs as a unit. Um, and I, you, you wonder if that was in the back of Mike Dana's mind. My only frustration with that is, at that, if you look at the replay, Joe, Bur- he's in, Joe Burrow still had the ball in his hand. Like, it wasn't like Joe Burrow le- like, and you stopped. At, he stopped while Burrow still had the ball in his hand, though. That's why I'm like, oh, my goodness. That, that one's a frustrating one. It's not, it's not, there's so many plays we can it's go It's like through. seven or eight on the list, but uh, it's on the list. But even but beyond that, not getting the sack, the, the fact down. that he completed the yeah. pass, so, so like. It was a perfect throw. Was it McDuffie who was yeah. on Higgins? Uh, Williams. Williams, yeah. He was all over him. It was great coverage. The advanced stats said it was a half a yard of Those are the so types of plays. Yeah. Th- that so play right there. Those are the types of plays that the Chiefs usually make to win games. Yeah, I mean, and it was so weird being on the receiving end of it. This is what Burrow had to say about that big third and 11 conversion. The third and 11, uh, the third, what's going through your mind at that point? You think, are you trying to play it safe? Or you not? I mean, no, I'm trying to. I mean, you, you, know the kind of, you know the quarterback they have on the other side of the ball. You know, we can't settle for a field goal there. He's going to go down and win the game. So 
we got to find a way to, to get that conversion and team made a big play just like he did last year in the, in the AFC championship. Same route. Unbelievable catch. Great catch. Hell of a throw. Composed guys right, right next to you. Literally Mike Dan, right next to you. No big deal. Just throws a rocket in there. Got to, it sucks doing this here in Kansas City today. But that was a mic. Got to give, got to give him all kinds of credit, and they can talk as much bleep as they want until the Chiefs somehow. Their fans, their players, their coach. It doesn't matter. This is how it works. Usually, it's just you, the Chiefs are in a unique spot because normally they're the team owning everybody else. This is what we say about the Chargers, and we own you. The AFC West, we own you. For a while, we own you, Baltimore. All that kind of stuff. We had fun doing that. It's great. Both those third this downs. Totally C- Cincinnati side. can do it right now, though, to Kansas City. Both of those third downs. The one, the one where he, the game winner to Higgins, and the one where Jamar Chase bounced it outside on the screen. Those two plays felt like a microcosm of the entire game, which yeah. is. You're in a position to make a play, to get the other team's offense off the field, and you don't. That was the entire game in a nutshell. It was the worst game of the entire year for the safeties and the linebackers and Chris Jones. It's not a good combo. Like, that's, <laughs> that's again, not going to – and they just weren't – they didn't give the A-plus offensive effort. Because to give the A-plus offense effort, they might win still. Well, that's where, you know – That's where at least the, it's the, still nice to be in Kansas City. They did not play their best game by any stretch of the imagination. It's another three-point loss to a team you shouldn't lose to three by, but you're in it. Yeah, like the, not that there's any moral victories at all or anything like that, but down 14-10 at halftime, a lot of teams would have been down by two-plus scores considering oh, yeah. how poorly the Chiefs had played in the first quarter. And to be at 14-10 to 10 and then dominate the third quarter, like you felt like at that point the Chiefs were going to win that game. Did you not? I mean, no. the, the Chiefs get the big fourth-down stop. Uh, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs are moving the ball down the field. There's 13.50 to go in the game. You're up four. You're thinking, oh, man, all the momentum's on the Chiefs' side. Yeah. Kelsey fumbles the ball. The guy's won them so many damn games, so it just sucks. They're like, he's, you know, and he's he is going to be on the Chiefs' Kingdom show tonight, for those of you uh, with Mitchell at this 6 o'clock tonight at the Hy-Vee in Olathe, 119th in Ridgeview. Um, but that that was a huge swing, man. If they go up 11, despite the all the issues we're talking about with the defense, they would have won the game. Now, yep. I don't, it's weird because I still think they play good enough offensively if your defense was better. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like they, you put 24 points up on it's the tough, road. tough because the defense did get two big stops because Cincinnati only punted once, but they got two fourth down stops. Yeah. They kept them from getting those on other moments, so it's not like it never occurred. It just they, – they just couldn't get it in that the last moment of the game, which they have multiple times this year. One small win, by the way, talk about red zone offense and defense because the Chiefs are so dichotomy – they are the second worst red zone defense in the entire NFL. Let teams score touchdowns all the time. They are the best red zone scoring offense in the mm-hmm. NFL. And so I shouldn't have complaints about that. But wasn't it nice for just one moment? Did you see when they, on third and four, inside the five-yard line? Inside the 10-yard well, the line? They handed it off, Gold. They gave it, it to Isaiah it. Pacheco, and he scored a touchdown easily. I love that, and I know it probably gets lost a little bit because of how the rest of the game went. But was that not a clear sign, though, like a complete 180 from AFC title game in that in that way, at least where we, what was the, they one did the whole Tyreek Hill the, play? And you're like, what are we doing yeah, here? Well, that and yeah, it was it was that it was just the, the whole second half in the AFC title game where it was like they just refused to even try to run the football, you know, just like the, the play calling arrogance that we kind of talked about after the AFC title game. That was a good sign. Still, I think bigger picture for Kansas City in, in a weird way where when, they, when cool. they run on third and four and that they were willing to no, nobody thought in that stadium. Romo was shocked every, that the Chiefs ran on that third and fourth. Nobody would have thought the Chiefs were running. That's a good, like a, a, a growth, 
uh, sign of Andy and Eric Bieniemy. Like that, that is something that hopefully you you can now think maybe is in their arsenal a, a little bit. Um, I know it, it sounds weird considering they ended up losing the game, but that was uh, we 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 put that note in there as it happened because that seems significant and some growth uh, from the coaching staff, frankly. That and Isaiah Pacheco looks to be better and better every week. Also got involved in the return game, had over 100 yards in return yardage uh, for the game as well. So I just like that they're silver, willing to a, do a silver lining, if you will, on that. I, I, Andy's always a little slow to change, right? Like, I don't think he's the fastest guy to make, like, real. Like, uh, Bill Belichick said after his game, he's like, ah, eh, too late in the season to be making big changes to our offense. We're not going to do that. <laughs> to me, I, even though it seems small, it felt like a big change. A willingness to actually call that play from either Andy, maybe it was the run pass option too, but the willingness for Mahomes to hand it off or Andy to call the play, good. Good, because teams like Cincinnati will continue to dare you to run. They backed everyone up again. They did that again. They did that on the final play that Mahomes, the final play the Chiefs had on offense when he got sacked before the missed Butker kick. They did the same thing, rush three, backed him up. Third and 15, rush three, backed him up. Several other times in the game, they did the same thing where they dropped him into coverage. And if you do that, you have to be willing to run and you have to be willing to take the short pass. For the couple times they blitzed, that's when they went downfield. That's when they found MVS. To me, those things inside the red zone, you're going to get a lot of favorable run looks inside the red zone because no one believes you're going to run it. It just felt like a little small glimmer of hope that I enjoyed. We'll see. If, I mean, we'll, we'll see the rest of the... The rest of the regular season in the playoffs, so that's something that they'll actually take from uh, what was otherwise a very frustrating day and a frustrating loss for the Chiefs against Cincinnati. We'll hear from Andy Reid coming up next. The only place you can hear from Big Red on a Monday is your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.